Good morning, everyone. Uh, belated Merry Christmas. Hopefully you had a wonderful Christmas. If you were here with us on Christmas Eve, it was a great experience kind of welcoming Christ in the story of Christ in the manger. Hope you had a marvelous Christmas day. And I wish you already a happy New Year ahead. Do you have a lot of, like, New Year's? Um, how many of you have New Year's uh, traditions that you're all about, those New Year's traditions? You're going to stay up till midnight. How many of you are going to make the midnight? Okay, a couple hands, a couple hands. Cool. Eight o'clock, I'm down. I'll be honest. It just ain't happening. But good for you for ushering it in when it does happen. Good for you. Um, we're going to be talking about New Year's today. Um, and, and as we kind of get into that in the weeks ahead, as we jump into the new year in front of us, we have some other sermon series that are going to be coming up. So I want to invite you back next week. We'll be diving into two weeks specifically, looking at a really small book in the Bible. Uh, if, you're, if you've never read the Bible before, that's okay. This book is the perfect one to get started on because it's like seriously one chapter long. This thing is so tiny it fits on one page. So the encouragement for you is read the book of Philemon. You guys ever heard of Philemon? No, but it's in your table of contents. So go to your table of contents in your Bible and before next week, read the book of Philemon. If you get a chance, it's really good stuff. We're going to spend two weeks kind of diving into that and seeing what we can learn from the book of Philemon. But today, we are going to be focusing on kind of the New Year's and the joy and the celebration that comes with uh, saying goodbye to one year and ushering in a new year. So I'm Pastor Andrew. I'm one of the pastors here at Christ Church, and let's dive in now to that content around the New Year's and the celebration. As I began thinking about kind of the New Year's as a whole, the New Year's tends to me to feel kind of like a secular holiday. It's one of those things that, that largely exists in our broader world, and yet there's a lot of, of things that we as Christians can say and participate with alongside that New Year's, because the New Year's actually does a couple things that are intrinsic to the Christian life as a whole. So whether you're a Christian or whether you are not a Christian, uh, this, this sermon hopefully will be meaningful for you, because you understand kind of what's lying behind the New Year's and the celebration of the New Year. So there are two big things right up front that we can say about every single New Year's celebration. Every year, there are kind of two major things that happen as we say goodbye to one year and look forward to the next year. And it's pretty much those two things. Uh, we start looking backwards over the year that just took Place We begin reflecting on and reviewing everything that happened in 2017. So you've seen all the best of 2017 lists coming out. You guys have seen all those, right? The best movies of 2017. The best books of 2017. The most substantial moments in history of 2017, right? You have all of these 2017 reflection highlights. We kind of see the highlight reel of 2017. And so we, we, we pause as the new year is ushered in, and we take the time to reflect back looking at what took place in 2017. But as much as we look back, we also have the opportunity to look and live forward because we know that a new year is just on the horizon, quite literally in some sense, right? So the first thing, let's talk a little bit about what it means and what it looks like to look backwards. So when you think about, when you pause, and when you start reflecting on what took place in 2017, you begin to see and understand a lot more about who you are and what took place in your life. You begin to understand about your character and about, about the different challenges that you might have faced, maybe some of the joys that you had to face. Uh, many things that you can begin to sit and look and think back 
typifying and understanding 2017 for your own life. And this actually becomes a reference point. You, As you continue to live into the future, you'll be able to revisit whatever those substantial moments or substantial life events that occurred in 2017. Reference points. Basically, as we continue to grow, as we continue to live our lives, the New Year's helps create reference points for major life events. Let me give you an example. How many of you are married? How many of you remember the year you were married in? Important reference point? Yeah, don't forget that one, right? Don't forget the year that you were married because that was a major life event, right? Okay, now how many of you have kids? How many of you could name the year that your kids were born in? Okay, major reference point, right? To be able to look back and see this major event in my life, there was a huge change that occurred in my life that took place in this specific year. And as I think back to that reference point, as I reflect back along the scope of my life, I begin to see all of the beads, the pearls, the moments of significant life change. So every single time we celebrate a new year, it provides us the opportunity to see and examine the significant life change that occurred in the last year. Underpinning this basic practice that the entire country, the world is doing with this whole new year, you don't have to be Christian to do that. But there is a tremendous biblical insight that kind of underpins this. It's a very simple biblical truth that, that if you're a Christian, you might have heard or stumbled along. And it is very simple that you don't even need to be Christian to get this one. Life changes. Life changes. People change. Things change in life. Seasons of change happen as we live our lives. There are moments and times and seasons that will come and go over the span of our life. There's an ebb and a flow because people change. The way the Bible describes it is like this. It comes out of Ecclesiastes. If any of you have heard the song, Turn, 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 from the 50s, it made big by the birds in the 70s, this is where it came from. There is a season. This is where it comes from. It comes from Scripture. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. There's a time to be born and a time to die. There's a time to plant, a time to pluck up what is planted to harvest. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. A time to throw away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away. There's a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. What the Bible is describing is that life changes over time. There are seasons and experiences as you look back over the spectrum of your life, where you can see definitive moments of this ebb and flow, because 
as time, as we travel through time, we as people will begin to change and grow and mature. The Bible is trying to set, is, is trying to, to invite us almost into this reflection on our lives, saying, look, what kind of season, what kind of time have you experienced over the last year? Did you experience a time of mourning or a time of dancing? Did you experience a time where relationships were torn apart or where they were sewn together and mended, reconciliation? What type of, of time or season did you experience in 2017? Because when you pause and begin to look back over 2017, when you begin to, to reflect on 17 and your life even before that, we begin to get a new perspective on who we are, what this world is made of, and maybe, if we're open to it even, where God has been throughout time. When you look back on 2017 and begin to see and understand the kind of person that you have been, hopefully you will also be open to seeing the possibility that maybe God was involved in your life in 2017. That his fingerprints are all over you and your family and your life up until now. The New Year's is not something that, that, that just the secular world can say is a big time to celebrate and be excited about. But it's something for us as a Christian people to be excited about and celebrate. Because it provides us the opportunity to pause and reflect on who we have been, the change that we've been through, the time that we've been living, and see the instances where God has been a part of that as well. Now, just as we look backwards at 2017, as you think and reflect what season, what time of life was it for you, the New Year's also provides us the opportunity to change into the future. As we think about the life change in the past, we get the chance to begin making what we call resolutions. How many of you have ever made a New Year's resolution before? Okay, how many of you have kept for the entire year a New Year's resolution before? Okay, so a couple fewer hands on that one. Yeah, no, we, 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 what happens is as we reflect back on who we've been, we start to see who we'd like to be. As we reflect back on 2017, we can begin to look forward into 2018 and think about what are the changes that we want to begin to adopt and embrace in terms of our life in 2018. The New Year's is a chance for us to definitively and, and concretely make commitments to bring about healthy and vibrant life change in our future in light of the life change of our past. It's a chance to change. Reflections always lead to these resolutions. Those resolutions are those things that we wish to see and adopt and change in our own lives. 
Again, you don't have to be Christian to, to know this or to embrace this. Uh, and yet, the Bible would actually affirm it as well. The Bible would say, yes, this is actually a good habit to be in. You see, there are certain seasons in life, again from Ecclesiastes, where some things need to be put to rest, some things need to die, and other things need to be embraced in our future. They need to be born in the year ahead. In some cases, resurrected. There are habits, hurts, damages, pains, and things that we need to let go of and truly let die with 2017. There are also opportunities, changes that we want to make in our lives to birth into 2018. New seasons new life change in front of us. Frankly, I think this is pretty awesome. Every single year, we have this experience in chance to let go of the past and embrace the future. It's almost like culture itself is crying out for letting go of the past and embracing a future. And yet, as a Christian, it's something that I try to do every day. Let go of my past and embrace the future. It's something that every single time I gather with God's people, I let last week be last week, and I'm excited about the week in front of me. Because of the basic principle that God is always at work in our lives, whether it's in the past where I can see Him or on into my future. I mean, this is something where the, the secular culture is crying out for it. And it's something that we as Christians get to experience all the time. And yet, there's something unique to us as Christians, if, if you are a Christian, related to this whole New Year thing. And that's because there are a couple things that, again, we see, we, see, we understand in terms of our life, in terms of the Bible, that help us as we think about both the past and the future. One of the big things that we as Christians believe and see to understand are that, that people are creatures of both change and consistency. We need change. Our lives are typified by change. If you look at the biblical story, there's change happening all the time. And yet there is also a measure of consistency that we seem to desire, we seem to seek out. There's a Bible verse in there that talks about having eternity placed in our hearts. There's something everlasting that seems to be just born with us, into us, inside of us. We're, we're, we're people, are creatures that need change and consistency. And the problems in our world largely occur when we get those all jumbled up and confused. When we start looking towards things that change and asking of them, demanding of them that they be consistent. When we put our hope, when we put our trust, our identity, our confidence in things that change, that creates problems. People change. Yet how often do we put our sense of identity or hope in people? Jobs change. Relationships change. It money changes hands. Change. Governments change. 
Worldviews and cultural norms and values change. Movements come and go. There is change. And yet, how often do we put our identity and our desires into that? Whatever it is. But as a Christian people, we have been given and discovered something, someone who does not change. Someone who is truly perfectly consistent. Someone that we can look to and depend on regardless of the changes going on in our life, the major life events that happen. There is someone who is perfectly consistent in His love and dedication to us as His people. Christ. Jesus Christ is consistent His love and forgiveness for you is changeless. It is everlasting. Whatever you face, whatever season you are in, whether you are wrestling with depression, whether you are wrestling with the challenges of grief, whether you are wrestling with a sense of of not knowing who you are, Christ is consistent. And He is consistently for you. His grace is for you. His love is for you. His purposes, plans, and intentions will continue to be for you. Being worked out in and through you. Regardless of the changes that we feel and experience. The Bible says it like this in Hebrews. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was working in 2017... He is working this day in this moment. And Jesus promises to be in 2018 working for your good. The gospel does not change. As we pause and reflect back not only in 2017, we can reflect all the way back to the cross. The cross is the definitive reference point in all of history. And the cross says it will never change. It is Christ and His sacrifice forever. Because Christ is consistent, if you are a Christian, you don't need to be worried or nervous about bringing change into your life. In fact, you should be inviting it. You should invite God's change into your life. We actually, as Christian people, seek to change. How many of you are scared of change often? I am. I'll admit that. I'm scared of change all the time. makes me nervous. But my Christian calling says, no, I need to embrace change. And the type of change that I seek to embrace is God's change in my life. I seek to be more like the consistent Jesus. I seek to be more of His love and His grace and His kindness and His forgiveness in this world. I want to change to be more like Jesus. And that's the calling that He places on us as His people. To be more like Him. To be transformed into being Jesus. 1 John says it like this, This is how we know we are in Him. This is how we know we are part of God's people. That whoever claims to live in Him must live as Jesus did. 
And so we, as God's people, strive to live, to change our lives, and put ourselves in a position to live more and more and more like Jesus did. And so today, in New Year's, as we celebrate, as we pause, as we think back to 2017, if you're a Christian, you can think of this with a different lens even. You can think back to the life change that took place in 17. And you can ask yourself, what kind of person do I desire to be in 2018? And if you're a Christian, what kind of person does Christ desire me to be in 2018? And make your resolutions on that. On who God is calling and asking you to be. Resolutions are fine and good to lose 10 pounds. That's great. Everybody has that resolution. We'll knock that one off. But let me suggest some other resolutions for you. I want to spend more time with my kids. I want to read the Bible more. I want to go out of my way to say kind and loving things to my spouse more. I want to make that a habit to build my spouse up. In my job environment, I want to be someone who chooses to embody and influence people with positivity, building people up, encouraging them. I don't want to find my identity in these things that change, but instead I want to make and do things that will hold me to the consistency of Jesus Christ in my life. We're going to close with prayer. And as we do that, I'm going to pray over you that you would have discernment, understanding that you would make wise choices as you think about the resolutions that you desire to make for 2018, for the change and the life you want to lead in the year in front of you, that we can say, that we can allow the hurts, the hang-ups, 2017 to die and be resurrected as Christian people in 2018, as God always intended. Let me pray for you. Gracious God, we give you thanks that in this day we can pause and look back over 2017 and give you great thanks that you are our so evident when we pause and reflect, give us the eyes to see how you have been with us in this past year. Through whatever life change, whatever challenges, highs, or lows that might have occurred, we trust and believe as we expose ourselves to that history that we believe you are there and present working for our good. And as we look forward for 2018, we believe that you will be there working for our good, present and active in our lives. We believe this because we know you to be a truly consistent, ever-present God. And so, Jesus, in light of your consistency, change us. Change our world. Bring about change through us. Help us adopt resolutions and decisions that will make us more like the people you desire us to be. Shape us. Move us transform us. Give us the courage 
to adopt resolutions that make us more like you. Lead us now and bless us as we step from 2017 into 2018. May your grace go before us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.